The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. This story was set over by the Chedushi Harim. And a story that's set over by the Chedushi Harim has validity. So therefore I'm going to repeat it. Chedushi <coughs> Harim says that there was a kehila that came to the Baal Shem HaKadosh and told him that the Paritz got mad. And he came to the Yidden in the city and he said that if they don't give him a certain amount of money, which was astronomical amount of money by a certain date, he's taking away their kids and sending them to the church to, be, to make them into Goyim. And he's going to chase them out of their houses. And he's going to make them terrible terrorists. And they came crying to the Baal Shem Tev that he should do something for them. He knew, they knew that the Baal Shem HaKadosh could do Moivsim if he wants. Poyal is something from us. So the Baal Shem davened, and the Baal Shem came back to them, and he said, I'm sorry, but this is a gzera and shamayim for whatever reason, and I don't have a koyach to change this gzera. I'm sorry. So they begged the, some, the, the Baal Shem, to, what could we do? So the Baal Shem told them, that I have an Eitzah for you. Go to this in the city, and there's a yid there by the name of Yosef Zorach, go to him and ask him and don't let go, don't let him dray out of it, but make him promise you that he's going to be Mavatl Dixera. That's your only chance. So <clears throat> they were thinking, who is this Yosef Zorach? I never heard of a Yid Yosef Zorach, a Zagodl that's bigger than the Baal Shem, that Baal Shem can't turn over this Gzeir and Shamayim, and this Yosef Zarach does have a power to turn it over. Who is this? Well, maybe he's a Lamed Vav Tzadik that nobody knows about. How could the Baal Shem tell us about it? Maybe the Baal Shem should have gone straight to him. They had a million questions. But one thing they knew, that if the Baal Shem HaKadosh is sending them to this city to talk to this Yosef Zarach, that's where their Yeshua lies. So <clears throat> they got together, and they got a group of people, that were smart and shrewd, and they, they didn't know what they were going to have to deal with, tzaddikim, and they got together, and they went to the city, they traveled to the city, and they came in, and they were there between, they came there by Mincha Meirev, and after davening, they go over to some of the people there, and they said, who is Rabbi Yosef Zarach? They said, Rabbi Yosef Zarach? Not in this city. No, 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 we know there's a Rabbi Yosef Zarach in the city. I'm sorry, I'm living here 40 years, there's no Rabbi Yosef Zarach here. He says, maybe he's a Lamed Vav Tzadik. Maybe he lives in the forest near here, maybe in a, maybe in a basement, in, a, in, a, in a, a cave somewhere. No. And then while, <clears throat> while they were schmoozing, they called over the Gabbai and they said, listen here, do you have anybody in your list, in the Gabbai book, named Yosef Zarach? And he says, yeah, sure. He says, who is that? He says, that's the Shikr. Yosef Zarach the Shikr. Yosef Zarach the Shikr? No, the, the, the Baal Shem Tev would have never sent us to go get a bracha and get, get Yosef Zarach the Shikr to change the Gzeira. He says, maybe there's another one. The guy says, let me get my book. And he goes through all the names in the book. And there is no other one. It's one guy, Yosef Zarach the Shikr. There is nobody else in the city by the name of Yosef Zarach. 
And they said, what do you need them for? And they tell them over the whole story with the Baruch and the people started laughing. Yosef Zarach, he's shika from morning to night. He doesn't come to davening. He doesn't do anything. He just drinks and drinks. He embarrasses his family. We, we support the family. We bring them food, Pashat, because they don't have what to eat. And, and, and the wife works a little bit. And from that money, she buys wine for her husband because schnapps, whatever it is, because otherwise, who knows what he's going to do if he doesn't, they don't feed him his, his daily shots. So they got together. They said, we're going. We're here. We're going. They went to Rabbi Yosef Zarek's house. They come there and they knock on the door. The lady opens up the door. A tznuadika lady, a final lady. And she says, how can I help you? And they say, listen here. We came here. We had the shlichus. We have to speak to your husband. He says, my husband? You got the wrong guy. He doesn't speak to anybody. No, you have to, we have to speak to him. He says, it's impossible to speak to him. He says, what do you mean? He says, listen, I'm embarrassed, but I'll tell you. My husband is shikr from the second that he wakes up till he goes to sleep. He's shikr. You can't talk to him about anything he's not saying. They say, listen here. When the shikr wears off, when, the, when his drunkenness wears off, you can't talk to him for a second? He says, yeah, you can talk to him for a second. He's busy getting the next bottle. If I don't have the next bottle waiting for him, who knows what's going to happen? I can't talk to him then. There's no talking then. Listen here. If you let us talk to him, we're going to give you 300 gold coins that's going to make your life much easier. You're going to have food berevach for the whole year. <clears throat> okay, fine. That's a deal. She lets him into the house and he's shikr and he's rolling and he's vomiting and they're waiting to talk to him. Nothing's happening. They wait a couple of hours and soon they see that it's starting to wear off and he's starting to get up. And he starts bothering his wife. He wants the next bottle. And they come in to say hello to him. And they say, listen here, we want to talk to you. He says, don't talk to me, I want a bottle. And they say, no, 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 we really have to talk to you. I'm not interested in you, I'm interested in the bottle, I got to drink my schnapps, I get out of here. And they say, listen here, if you deal with us properly and you give us what we want, we're going to give you a whole case of schnapps, the best schnapps in the world. He says, okay, now you're talking. Now you're talking my language. So they said, fine, <clears throat> give us a haftacha. We want a haftacha from you. What's the haftacha? What do you want? He says, we want a haftacha that you should say that <clears throat> the gezerah, that our city, the name of the city, has that the poet wants to banish us and take away our children, is bottle of mevotel. That's all you have to say. Ah, get out of here. I'm not a rebbe. I don't give brachas. I can China. Get out of here. And he's telling them to get out of there. And they say, listen here, we're not giving you your next bottle until you mevatel it. And then we're going to give you a case. So after a bunch of uh, back and forths, finally was masking. They tell him exactly what to say. So they told him the words. And uh, he was mevateled exera. And they gave him, they kept their word. They, were, they gave him a case of the best schnapps in the world, and they gave the wife 300 gold coins, and they left. <clears throat> and they came back to their city, and by the boundary of the city, the whole city was standing there to be macabre upon him, the delegation that went to, to get to this Yosef Zarach. 
and they tell him, you wouldn't believe it, but yesterday at 12.30 in the afternoon, the pirates coughed blood and he died. And you take it, he died. They say, 12.30 in the afternoon, do you realize that we got the bracha from Yosef Zarach? He was mavatl the Xerah at Mamish 12.25, 12.28. I looked at my watch and that's what it was. It was unbelievable. In Mamish, the same time that he gave the bittle of the Xerah, it happened. So, they went back to the Baal Shem HaKadosh to thank him for the Eitzah. And the Baal Shem HaKadosh told them, I want to explain what's going on over here. I want to tell you a story. A story in a story. This Yid, Yosef Zarach, was not a Talmud Chacham. He was a very simple guy. An honest guy. And he was, had a tremendous taiva for money. And he was always looking for a, make a buck, a buck. And he became very wealthy. He did well. And he started doing business deals. And he would run from anywhere to anywhere to get a good business deal. One day, he heard that in a certain town, you can get a Gavaldigat business deal for 400 coins. You can get a mamish, a steal of a deal. And he went and he took his horse and buggy and he started going. On the way, there was a detour. The main road is closed. You can't go. They're telling everybody you got to go 25 miles down the different road to go around the whole city. The road's closed. And they came there and he comes there and he wants to go through. And they say, you can't. They say, what's going on here? He says, oh, we're having a parade and a pogrom and you got to see what's going on but the main street's closed so he got off his horse and buggy he parked it on the side of the road and he walked into the city and he sees how they lined up all the yidden in the town and there was one guy that was in the middle of the street and he had to walk down the street they were beating him up and his wife and kids were there crying and he asked them what's going on here why are you beating this guy they said, why? He's already three years. He owns the inn in the town. And he didn't pay rent. And he's selling whiskey to all the guys, all the goyim in the whole town. And he takes the money for himself. And he doesn't want to give it to the landlord. He's not paying his rent. And we're going to beat him up until he dies. Or we throw him in a jail or in a hole someplace. And then we're going to th- throw his wife and kids to the wolves. And he, until someone pays it. So what happened was, Dr. Baal Shem Tev, Rachamov, and he asked them, how much is the bill? And they told him that it's 400 coins. So he felt that, listen here, you know, really he took the money to invest, to become even richer, but because he was such a, it was 400 and 400, and he, he couldn't take another year getting beaten, he decided that he's going to be poide this Umlal, this terrible, this Nebuchadnezzar out of his Shvuyim, out of his capture, and he's going to save the Yid and the whole family. Now I want to tell you that when this thing happens, Dr. Baal Shem, there was a tremendous rash in the Olam Ha'elyon. Ein lecha mitzvah gedoyla kepidin shvuyim. 
a guy who is captured, if you look away and you don't give money to, to be paid to him, and you mevatel the mitzvahs says of pasayach tiftach and v'chayach yichimach v'haftalach kamoicha v'hotzalakachtem lokham lamoves and many many other things. The ilucham mitzvah rabba kepidyon shvuyim. And besides this, returning a yid back to his parnosa is the biggest sedaka a person could do. Zok the Rambam, the ain lamaila heimena. Helping another yid getting back on his feet in business it is no bigger mitzvah tzedakah. It's very good for us to hear this now before Purim. We have to help our brethren. Hashem gave us more money than we need. Not that we should be fressing in restaurants every night or other enjoyments. He gave it to us to help the people that have less than us, that need the money. And that's really one of the big messages of Purim. Zoktabal Shemtev. The higher a person is, the more is expected of him in Shemayim. The lower a person is, the less is expected of him in Shemayim. And Mamela in Shemayim, this Yid, who was a plain Pashati Yid, they were so nispoiled from his mitzvah that he did, that they had to do something unbelievable. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org.